We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are in week 11 of the NFL season, and Ryan and I are going to be breaking down the entire DFS slate. we got 11 games slate this week, all coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we are sponsored by No House Advantage this week. We appreciate uh, them for that. This is the uh, the DFS version. We'll be talking the entire slate. I am Scott Jenstead, joined as always by Ryan Belongi. Uh, if you could please rate and review the podcast if you enjoy listening to us, have done uh, well listening to us. Uh, last week was actually pretty good with our with some of our picks. Um, please do leave us a, a bunch of stars, a nice rating. That would be uh, very much appreciated. Uh, Ryan, it's, uh, it's week 11. We are going to pretend there was no Thursday night game this week. We're just going to pretend it was completely and fully skip for your benefit uh how are you oh yeah i'm doing good thanks um had a rough week last week dfs um hopefully bounce back this week i had you know i had ended up with juju smith schuster and a lot of my important spots and you know he got the early concussion finish with three points that was tough too because pretty much everyone else went off in in that range especially kirk who was popular for the same price but it was it was unfortunate because I jammed fields again, and this time with Komet, like we mentioned on the pod, and some, my lineups were actually looking really good. It was unfortunate uh, Juju got that concussion. I don't know. What about you? How'd it go for you? Uh, pretty well. Pretty well. It was profitable. I had uh, my main team was not very good. My secondary team, I only made two GPP lineups. The second team was really good. It was like 170-something, and my cash lineup was an easy cash, uh, you know, he- led by Fields, and it was uh, so it was nice in that regard. Um, I think I had some Jeff Wilson in there too, so it uh, it worked out pretty well. Uh, it was actually a profitable week. My uh, my main team, I'm trying to remember what my what was bad about my main team. I think I just had a bunch of receivers. Uh, Amari Cooper was a big letdown for me last week. Oh uh, so yeah, that was. Electric. I like I really liked him at the price, and he was pretty popular. And I just uh, a complete whiff on that one. But uh, yeah, my uh, my Trevor Lawrence team actually uh, worked out pretty well. I played I played Kirk. Uh, I played Kirk and. I think all three of my lineups. So it was, it was a big one for me. I just thought he was underpriced and obviously it was pretty popular. It's not like it was a, you know, a gem pick right there, but uh, yeah, no, that's, no, that was uh, a good pick. Though. Yeah. No Christian Watson was bad. He was like, he was like 2% roster and you looked at the top of the lineups and that, that three touchdown blow up. I mean, people that people that had Christian Watson, that uh, definitely scored last week. Yeah, actually my good friend had Chris Christian Watson in the hundred dollar spy and took first for a hundred thousand. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. So it was crazy. Yeah. Actually my good friend from high school, my friend, oh, wow. actually my, my flatmate in London, when I first moved here, I lived with him for a year. So yeah, that was really cool. I mean, just a, 
a monster score. He had did, Christian did, Watson. Did you get him into DFS or just kind of worked out? You guys both ended up playing. Actually, yeah, I kind of did get him into DFS. Nice. And then when I lived with him, we really we were playing every day and talking DFS every day. You know, it really helps to have to have a group yeah, that sure. you can talk to and so that was that, was that 15% cut is yours then for getting me to DFS? Oh man, <laughs> I wish, you know, we actually did have a deal, uh, a deal like that a long time ago, but no, not anymore that not anymore. Unfortunately, <laughs> I was going to say you've, uh, you've won your, uh, your fair share. So you're probably, probably good not giving him 15% either. So it probably worked yeah, out yeah, for you well. Nice but, though. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, uh, it's good to hear. I like when, I like when people we know uh, would do really well. So that makes me, uh, that makes me happy, but Definitely. let's take a look at, uh, at week 11, we've got an 11-game slate this week. Obviously, we got the primetime games off the slate. You had Tennessee and Green Bay last night. Uh, the Chiefs and Chargers are playing Sunday night. Uh, the Niners and Cardinals on Monday night in Mexico City. Uh, we got buys this week with the Dolphins, the Seahawks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Eight games early, three games late. Uh, kind of a split like we did last week. We've got uh, we've got a, a, kind of a, a little group of games that have some decent totals. Uh, three games that are over 47. But again, six games where the over/under is under forty-two. It would have been seven, except they moved the Buffalo game to Detroit, so that's one of the one of the higher total games. Now it's interesting how that uh, how that swapped really quick. A lot of people that were uh, betting the under uh, early in the week, uh, thinking that the game was going to have snow, and they figured they were really uh, ahead of the market. Uh, really kind of got uh, got in trouble there as the as the game moved to Detroit. But the three high total games we've got uh, the Chicago Bears, the Falcons, uh, the Justin Fields Invitational here, who uh, he's uh, just rolling right now. Uh, Browns and Bills in Detroit, 49 and a half. And Cowboys-Vikings, kind of the, the afternoon, uh, you know, game of America's game kind of thing at 47 and a half. As you started to look at this slate, was there a was there a game that of uh, these, one, the ones that I told you, like, that's the game I want to attack and really go with this week? Um, well, yeah, it was interesting. started looking at the slate earlier in the week, and you saw the Bills-Browns total at 41 and a half, like you yeah. mentioned, there was blizzard conditions in Buffalo, supposed to be a lot of snow. Um, so, you know, I just planned on fading that game. I think a lot of people did. And then when it got moved to Detroit yesterday, um, I don't know. Like, I'm just wondering, is everybody going to be on this Bills team? Uh, it seems like there hasn't been as many chances to stack the Bills recently. I don't know. They've had sort of some weird matchups. And like, you know, last week against Minnesota, we weren't sure if Allen was going to play. People didn't really target that game. They've been big favorites a lot of times. People don't like to stack that all the time. But I think this is a really good spot. Um, when this game, yeah, I got moved to Detroit, it moved to the top of my list. Um, I think there's some nice prices. Well, I think dig it's nice to see Diggs uh, priced underneath these other top receivers. And it's a great spot for him. You know, we talked about this Browns team last week in the dolphins game, yep. which people liked. And there's similar reasons to like this game, you know, Cleveland's defense isn't going to have much to stop Allen. Um, they give up a lot of big plays. They, they make a lot of big plays themselves on offense. So, yeah, I think the bills game is probably my favorite game. Um, I don't know. What about one of those other two? Do, do you like better or just as much? Or what were you thinking? Yeah, it's why it's wild. The Bills didn't go to Detroit yet. There's a report this morning that they're like they're leaving Saturday afternoon, which is weird. I thought, I thought they were like worried about airport closures and like whatever it is, the 60 inches or six feet of snow or whatever is, is, is possible. It seems weird to me to get the heck out of there. But 
I assume everybody will get there and everybody will be playing and everything will, will look good. I do really like the uh, really like the Bills game this week. I think that uh, it lines up, uh, it just lines up so well for them, you know, indoors against this Browns defense really, really well. But I really like for the back and forth, I really like Cowboys Vikings this week. I like what I saw from, you know, I like what I saw on offense from Dallas last week. Obviously, they lost the Packers, but then, uh, you know, Minnesota, you know, beating the Bills, but Cousins looked good. I think this has, a, I, I, of the three, it has the lowest total of the three we just mentioned. I think it's going to be the one that's going to go back and forth. I think, I think this one shoots out a little bit. I know the Cowboys defense is really good. I do get that, but I think the Vikings have weapons. I really like um, how Dallas is playing on offense right now with Dak. I mean, CeeDee Lamb finally full breakout last week in the game against the Packers. Uh, Dallas Schultz is back, and we know Dallas Schultz with Dak Prescott is a completely different player. I I really like how this game lines up, you know, stack-wise. It's expensive, but it's not that expensive because – if you go Dak, you get you know it's two thousand dollars less than Josh Allen. So you like you save the money there, and you can go up to um, you know Je- Jefferson or, or Cook on the other side. You can even go down to Hawkinson if you wanted that as your run back. I just think there's so many options in this game. I really like how it lines up uh, from from a stack perspective. Yeah, I do too. Um, and but both these teams gave up thirty points last week. Um, yep. I agree with you. It has the best chance to shoot out, closest spread, uh, likely to stay competitive. And it's just pretty easy to stack on both sides. You're right. It's the decisions are pretty straightforward. So it'll probably be relatively popular, but uh, that's okay. Yeah, it clear. It looks like it. It stands out as the game that could shoot out. I think you hit it on the head with your first point. <clears throat> Vikings are the first team ever to be at least eight and one and be a home dog. Is that wild? Yeah, I saw that. I mean, yeah, they could have lost so many of these weeks. I mean, it's crazy yeah. that they won last <laughs> week. Even the week before against Washington, they should have lost that game. I mean, they were down two scores in the fourth quarter. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, jo- Josh, Allen are- run, Josh Allen runs a quarterback sneak, and they they lose that game last week. But although, I, I you know, Cousins could have scored just as easily, too. It's just a, that was a great game. That was a fun game. Justin Jefferson. That was three- a crazy game. You know, Scott, I have to bring it up now because yeah. – I had Bills minus 2.5 to complete uh. a string of parlays. I think <laughs> I think it was the most, I don't know, like painful sweat I've ever had because, you know, first of all, they never should have lost the game. I mean, it was pretty much over. We saw what happened at the end. But then, you know, they sort of crawled back in it like three or four times to where you could think, yep. oh, maybe the Bills could still do this, you know. Even after they gave it to the Vikings a few times, it still looked like they were going to come back to do it you know send it to overtime have the ball at the end of overtime driving oh i don't know it was a heartbreaker but yeah great game i mean unbelievable catch by jefferson jefferson was unbelievable i mean yeah, he's this awesome. guy looks like he looks like the best receiver in the league and you called that with jefferson i mean i love love jefferson yeah yeah that was a great call but yeah this vikings team crazy eight and one i mean and home dogs to the cowboys interesting so I got to ask, was the most painful moment of the game the Jefferson catch in fourth and 18 where it's over if he catch, doesn't catch it? Was it the Josh Allen fumble in the end zone when the game's over? Or was it the pick late when they were driving and scored a touchdown? You thought you were going to yeah. get a miracle win. That's a good, uh, that's a good question. Well, when that's Jefferson a lot of the- bad beats in one game. <laughs> that's a, it's a lot of them, man. <laughs> yeah. um, I think after that first Je- Jefferson catch, I was still like, okay, well, I'm still okay. They haven't done it yet. And the Bills are still the better team. They'll get the ball back and they'll still pull it out. So I was still like, okay. I was starting to worry. Um, But I think the most painful might have been the interception at the end because I'd already convinced myself I was dead. Like I was, I was already tilted. I was just getting over it. I was starting. And then, then I'm like, oh, the Bills might actually do it still. So then I got some hope back. You know, I kept getting hope back. So then with the last pick, it was just like, oh man. 
Yeah, because you oh. thought no, in overtime the Vikings had first and goal. You thought they were scoring a touchdown. It was going to be over there. They yeah, hung a field goal. And then the math worked out so well that Bills drive for a touchdown. You win by a half point. That would have been oh, that's <laughs> right. A, that's a tough one. My uh, my apologies for bringing it back up a week later. But, yeah, no, uh, that's, that's all right. Tough. It was a, it was a great game. I was, was. still I enjoyed yeah. it to an extent. Um, yeah, to an extent. Um, we've got six games with low totals. We've got uh, and there there's some real low ones in here. We got Jets, Patriots at thirty eight, Rams, Saints, which. God, a year ago, that looked like a fun game, and it's just horrible now. 39. Panthers-Ravens is 41. Obviously, the Panthers' offense is the problem there. Uh, Commanders-Texans at 40.5. Raiders-Broncos, 41.5. Bengals-Steelers, a game that used to be fun, 41 also. Uh, got a lot of low games. There's a couple medium games in there that we'll talk about. I think those are probably the ones to uh, target. Some of these low games are pretty gross. Yeah. Um, again, it feels like we say this every week with these lower games. You know, don't have too much interest in stacking them, but yeah. – can maybe take some pieces from a couple of them. I guess, you know, if you're looking for a contrarian games to stack or any game outside those three, the three you mentioned will be the most popular. Um, I don't know. I was wondering what you thought about Philly Indy. I mean, you know, it has Hertz, who's not going to be very popular. And, you know, we know what he can do and the weapons he has. And then the Indy team is interesting with Matt Ryan back. Um, Pittman looks like he's in a good spot. Uh, Paris Campbell decent cheap wide receiver option, even Jonathan Taylor. Um, so I don't know. That game could be a little bit sneaky. I don't know. Maybe you don't like that game. Is there is there one – is there another one of these that you think is sneaky? Uh, I like uh, I like Indy kind of – a couple of those guys in like one-offs, uh, Pittman or Campbell. We'll talk about receivers later. I think Philly's going to kill them though. So I think that uh, – I think Philly's going to take out a lot of aggression from Monday night in that game. I think they're going to – uh, make Matt Ryan look uh, look like normal Matt Ryan instead of Matt Ryan last week where he's running for forty yard games. So uh, yeah, I don't I don't love that as a back and forth game. I do like that if you want to. You met, the Hurts thing is really interesting because he's not going to be popular with all the other options and he's expensive. Um, you could play him. Uh, the weird thing with Hurts is he's not running anymore. He has uh, four mm-hmm. straight weeks with under thirty yards rushing. So, um, but if you get him running a little bit indoors, he's still scoring the touchdowns. He had a, he had a quarterback sneak last week. Um, yeah, I think mo- most of these games are, are one-offs for me. I think if anything, maybe Lions-Giants is an interesting game in terms of a little back and forth. Uh, you know, the Lions can't stop anybody. They can score a little bit. Um, you know, maybe you get uh, maybe you get some kind of combos in there that are that are really nice. But uh, yeah, mostly the mostly the top three games. Maybe uh, maybe a, a Lions-Giants stack would probably the the way I would go with that. Yeah, I know. I would have. I was trying to say that Lions-Giants game, or I was trying to make it work at least, but. You know, it's so hard. Like, who do you pair Daniel Jones with? You almost, like, can't pair him with any receivers. And then for the Lions, I mean, it seems like Amon-Ra is basically the only one you yeah. can roster. I don't know. Maybe maybe you'll have some other takes when we go through the yeah. positions. But it just seems very hard with that game. I guess you could play Danny Dimes, Amon-Ra, and, I don't know, take your pick. Yeah, their problem is the running back situation is so tough. I mean, uh, with Swift and with Swift and Jones, we'll talk about it in a second. But you know, Swift had 19 snaps last week, so it's going up a little bit. But the, and the more he snaps, he gets. It's, it's more, more it's harder it is to play either one of those guys unless he you know fully goes flying by Jamal. So, but yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, but first, a note from our sponsors at Stathead. It's easy to find Derrick Henry's statistics from this year with a quick Google search and a visit to Pro Football Reference. You can see these rush for over 900 yards and nine touchdowns, a little more after last night. But that raises more questions. How many other players have hit those marks through nine games? How many did it at Henry's age? To answer those questions, there's Stathead. Stathead is your all-access pass to the Pro Football Reference database. In Stathead, you compare up to six players' stats side-by-side to determine who to start and who to sit, or you can dig through advanced stats to find the perfect player to add off waivers. 
There's an array of simple tools that unlock an endless number of search options, all using the same easy-to-use interface that you already know from Pro Football Reference. Plus, StatHead lets you browse Pro Football Reference ad-free. Sign up with promo code ROTOWIRE for $20 off an annual subscription to StatHead. So, Ryan, I guess I want to ask you first. Uh, I don't really think there's a lot of guys in this category, but do you see anybody this week as kind of chalk boring plays? I guess the uh, the top would be Justin Fields. He is uh, at Atlanta coming off back-to-back weeks where he was the number one quarterback, four straight weeks where he's a top five quarterback. He His price is up. He's uh, He was 6,500 last week. He was 5,700 the week before. He's 7,600 now. Obviously, he's earned that price bump. He has 77 rushing points, just rushing points the last four weeks from a quarterback. That is crazy. Um, he doesn't have a lot of pass yards, but seven pass touchdowns the last two weeks. He's rolling right now, back-to-back four TD games. Uh, Atlanta can't stop anybody. They're 31st in pressure rate. Great matchup. Do you see Fields as like clearly the top quarterback this week in terms of uh, you know roster ship numbers? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm not sure. Um I still like Fields, but I don't know. He's not like popping off the page in projections anymore because of that price tag. Mm-hmm. Like I see at least a couple places I've look, looked. Um, Josh Allen has a better sort of uh, value number in terms of point per dollar. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I mentioned I liked Fields to go over 180 yard, 80 pass yards in our no house advantage picks. And he didn't get there even against the lions. Doesn't didn't matter though. Like you said, I mean, yeah. fields running. I mean, we had, we've really never seen anything like this. Maybe Lamar's done similar things, but 178 yards and 147 yards crazy. Like, and now a matchup against the Falcons. So I don't know, I guess I expected, and maybe I just haven't been, uh, looking in all the right places or listening to as much stuff, but I expected fields to sort of be more popular or have a better projection than he does. I don't know, but again, maybe I'm just, maybe it'll come. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is I don't think he's going to be as popular as he's been in recent weeks. Um, I think like for cash, people are going to consider Dak. I even think they're going to consider Kirk cousins. Um, I think if you want to go all the way down, Daniel Jones is okay. I sort of want to stay with Fields or above, though. Um, I don't know. You have anything to add? Uh, yeah, I mean that kind of summed it up pretty well in terms of you know cash games and rostership. I, I just think that I mean last couple of weeks, I, weeks I just locked in Fields. I didn't even think about it in cash. Like, Me I just too. Put it, I just put him in. I was like, all right. And I didn't have to, in cash. I didn't have to stack him with anybody. I wasn't worried about that. I didn't play. I didn't. I don't think I played. You played Komet, which is really nice. I don't think I played. I have to look at my cash line, but I don't think I played any of the receivers. I just kind of went fields and figured, you know, the running and passing four touchdowns together. Boom, we're good. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think I think Josh Allen will probably at least be close in there. I think there's a lot of people once that moved. I think they got up with a lot of attention. I think he'll be, he'll get played a bunch too. But um, I think it's pretty spread out. It's kind of what uh, kind of the, kind of what I decided when I get there. I think fields will be the most popular. I think it's gonna be spread out. What about it at running back? I like couldn't even find anyone that I think is going to be like slam dunk in everybody's lineup. I mean, Tony Pollard, if Zeke sits is the answer to that question. And last week, like, you know, once Zeke was going to be out, I mean, I played Pollard and everywhere and it was, it was pretty easy at that point, but he's still 6,500. Do you see anybody this week? Uh, you know, maybe Ramondre Stevenson under 7,000 be pretty popular, but there's no like slot into running back and move on. Kind of thing that we had, you know, two, three weeks ago, it's been a back-to-back weeks of without, without having that. Yep. Um, and no, I don't really after Pollard, it, it would be Pollard. Um, not sure about Zeke's status. I guess he said he's very optimistic, but you know, who, who knows what that means? People thought right. he was going to play last week and then 
things changed over the weekend. So yeah, Pollard would be very popular if Zeke gets ruled out, but let's say he's not. Um, I think people will look at Damian Pierce for the same price as Pollard. Yeah. Um, you know, he was really popular last week for 6,300. Didn't have the greatest game. Um, but you know, he, he could have done better actually. Uh, I still, I think people would go there. Uh, the whole matchup against Washington looks okay. His numbers look okay. A lot of volume. Um, I think people will consider David Montgomery. I wonder what you think about David Montgomery now that Herbert's hit the IR, um, in that matchup against the Falcons. Um, but you're right. Nothing like stands out. I don't think anybody would be crazy popular. I think either Josh Jacobs or Mixon, one of those guys at 75 or 7,400, both of them project. Okay. You mentioned Ramondre. I think Ramondre yeah. would look pretty good, but yeah, nothing, uh, no overwhelming chalk. If, if, Elliot ends up playing. Yeah, I, I agree there too. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a spread out week, which I actually kind of like. I like when there's not like, you know, obvious spots where, you, you know, it just kind of free squares where you lock somebody in and, and go with that. Uh, receiver, I kind of think it's the same way, weirdly enough. Like looking at receiver, is Garrett Wilson at 4900 the the one kind of obvious play that everybody's going to have? I mean, it seems crazy to, to go with a Zach Wilson receiver, but Wilson's under 5,000. I thought when I, you know, I kind of usually, I usually look at games and I'm like, oh, I wonder what this guy's price at. I'm like, oh, I thought he could be like 5,500, 4,800 for Wilson is, is really cheap off his last two games, uh, over 90 yards, like each last few games. I think he's the one that stuck out to me. And then it's a bunch of expensive guys that I like, but I think they kind of, you know, kind of take roster chip from each other. Yeah, I agree. I think under 5k, like you mentioned, weird to say, but Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson, projects pretty well he's been seeing a ton of targets and he's done really well the last two weeks yeah um a little above that i think terry mclaurin might be relatively popular at 5900 against uh, houston coming off that i don't big like game. To, i don't like to hear that because i love him this week at the price but i guess yeah. I, I, I guess i figure it's not just me that's gonna love him yeah i i i love him too uh i think michael pittman uh, Michael Pittman could see some ownership. Uh, Cortland Sutton, if Jerry Judy's ruled out, uh, will be pretty popular. That Judy oh, that offense will be in- is dis- that offense is disgusting, oh. though. Man, it's terrible. It's oh. terrible. Um, Russ hit that, that big, Judy- like big play down the sideline for the long touchdown last week to some guy that I didn't even know who it was, and I'm like, oh. all right, here we go, and then didn't didn't have another touchdown the rest of the way. It's, yeah, it's it was just so brutal, bad. man. I yeah, I tried to play, I tried to play Dulcich as well, and he even got like sort of the dream and that Jerry Judy got uh, went out injured in the first yeah. quarter. And, you know, it's, it still didn't matter. Uh, he's still <laughs> yeah. busted. Um, but yeah, that Judy news I've seen Kendall Hinton might be like, he might be in play if Judy's out for 3,600. The guy I'm wondering about the guy I've been considering and I thought was going to be relatively popular, but maybe not actually is uh Skoranek for the Rams. Okay. Uh, I'm wondering what you think about the Rams situation with Cooper Cup. Oh, this is like assuming Stafford is back. I think people, I think some people would look there for 3,900. I mean, he was already playing 90 plus percent of the snaps, and it seems like he could he he will benefit he will benefit maybe the most from Cup being out. I think. Um, I think he, I, I think he, I think he benefits the most too. It's just another offense that I just don't know. I mean, he played 59 snaps last week and had two catches of 14 yards. Like, uh, it depends yeah. who plays. Like, if, if Stafford plays, I'm definitely more in because the Stafford's going to need somebody to throw the ball to. If Wolford plays, I just want no part of this entire offense. I'll just completely skip it. But 
I mean, you look at it, you look at he's never been, a, he's been over 45 yards once. Like, I don't know. It's just, he, I don't think right, he's but, very good, but if, if Cup's out and Stafford plays, I think of the price, I think he, I think he really works. I think he makes sense if Stafford plays. Yeah, I think I would only consider him if Stafford plays. You're right. Yeah. Um, you know, these games we see four and five weeks ago, five catches, 40 yards, six catches, 41 yards. Those are games when Cooper Cup played. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that's a guy like Cup out is a, is a big opportunity, especially for the guy who's going to play some in the slot where, where Cup yeah. does. And I don't know. He's, I, he's, I'd be, 30, he's 30, he's 3,900 too. That's really cheap. Um, yeah, I'd be willing to go there and cash at least if, okay. if nothing else opens up and, you know, you needed some value to pay up in other spots. I, I don't think it's the worst. Can we find out if they have breakfast together before uh, before practice? <laughs> um, uh, oh, sorry. I just no, no. I just wanted your quick opinion. I know we'll come back to running back, um, but I wanted your quick opinion on David Montgomery. Is he a good play this week or not with Herbert out against the Falcons? I, I thought you were going to say is he a good player, and it was going to be an easy answer yeah. for me at that point. Um, <laughs> um, no, we don't have much for value, and it's this matchup against the Falcons that has the highest total, and you know they don't throw the ball a ton and. I don't know. Herbert's been getting a ton of work and you figure most of that's going to go to Montgomery. Yeah. I do think, I do think he's in play. I don't want to do it, but I mean, he's just been so blocked. <laughs> like the last four weeks, it's almost impossible for him to be as bad as he's been. Considering Fields is running so much. Lanes are open. He's nine for 37, 14 for 36, 15 for 53, 15 for 62. Like that's just so blood boring, but yeah, at the price 6,100, if I mean, Herbert's obviously already out, he's on the IR. So that's, that's confirmed. Uh, I think he has to be in play, you know, indoors versus a defense that's not very good. I think he has to be, but it's uh, not a name you know, that I love. I love clicking, but I think I think okay, yeah, I hear it, you. It's one of those weeks where you you know you have to take that out, and I, I think that if you're the Atlanta defense, like all week, all you're doing is prepping for whatever Fields run plays are coming, right? Like that's all you're doing. It's all everybody's talking about. He's run crazy the last two weeks. I think that I think they overplay him. And I think I think stuff's open for Montgomery to be there. I think it's. I think it sets up really well game script wise for Montgomery to do pretty well. And it's uh it's kind of gross, but I think you have to consider it this week. It's kind of gross, but you know, like just on paper, Herbert's averaged uh, over 12 touches, I think the last four weeks. So you yep. think, you know, if Montgomery's going to see 20 touches, which seems pretty realistic, Yep. I don't know. 20 touches against Atlanta, you know, is, is pretty decent. So I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm considering that. With, uh, with a quarterback who takes that much attention. I think it's, uh, I, I think it's, we're, I was just talking about running backs too, but I think it's, I think it's gotta be, gotta be in consideration. And if Pollard, you know, Zeke plays, I think it becomes way more in consideration because you can't play. Pollard. Yeah. I think, I think Montgomery is an easy swap out, but let's talk about some game stacks. Uh, I'm going to go first here. Cause I, my favorite one is I already talked about it a little bit earlier, but I, I love, I love the Cowboys uh, this week against Minnesota. I love the Dak stack. 6,600 saves you 2,000 from Allen. I think that makes a huge difference. You can play with Lamb and Dallas Schultz. I love Dallas Schultz this week again. Played him last week. It worked out well. Him with Dak is just a top 10 tight end. There's just no way around that. He just is. He's involved. Um, He's finally getting healthier. He's playing more and more snaps every week. And you just have so many runback options. If you want to go, I I really like coming back with with Dalvin Cook. I think that, uh, you know, I think that Dallas can be run on. I think the Cook looks really good right now. The 80 yard touchdown last week. You can come back with. 
Jefferson, but it gets really tough price-wise to come back with Jefferson, of course, because it's so expensive. Uh, or you can come back with TJ Hawkinson. You just It's one of those things that uh, it, Hawkinson's been – a bunch of targets in his first two weeks in Minnesota, so he can come back there for – for 5,300, I think it really it really works really nicely that there's many options there. But, um, you know, Dak was uh, what had uh, three touchdowns last week against Green Bay. Uh, Minnesota's 31st in, in YPA at 7.9. And nice game ship tolling. This game goes over the tolling. This game shoots out a little bit. So uh, Dallas with the Minnesota run back is, is my favorite play this week as I was going through it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think you broke that down perfectly. And I agree as far as the way I would stack that game. I love Dalton Schultz, um, and I, I I think Dalvin Cook is really sneaky instead of Jefferson. I think most people will stack that game with Jefferson. Nobody yeah. really likes to play Cook. We always talk about it. He's actually been really good recently, and I could see um, that being Minnesota's game plan. Uh, the Packers had success running the ball with Aaron Jones. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the Dak stack with Schultz and CD and maybe Cook. Yeah, it looks really good. Uh, for me – yeah, I'll touch on it again. The Bills are my favorite yeah. stack. Um, you know, I think this is just sort of a smash spot. I think sort of a, re- a revenge spot of sorts for Allen. Not on Cleveland, but just on the fact that they won, that Bills have lost two straight. And last yeah. week's was a heartbreaker. Allen has thrown some costly interceptions, two interceptions in three straight weeks. I mean, this was the MVP front runner who's kind of fallen back a little bit. Uh, his fantasy scores too. You look at, he still scored 25 fantasy points in consecutive games with only one touchdown pass. Um, he had, he had 85 80 yards. yards. Yeah. 85 yards rushing last week. That's crazy. Yeah. And 86 the week before, um, you know, when he wants to run, just nobody can stop him. He's so yeah. big, so strong, so athletic. He's been running for a lot of touchdowns. So it just shows 25 points in consecutive games with only one touchdown pass. Uh, it just shows you what type of ceiling Allen has. Um, and I think, I think we could see it in this spot. Um, I love Diggs. I like Gabe Davis who won't be as popular. Um, I don't really need to worry about the other pieces on, uh, on the bills, but I think, I think Dawson Knox is okay. Guy that nobody really plays. He's only 3,200, uh, has multiple touchdown upside. Like I always say, um, and then Cleveland, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I'll go right back to him. I don't mind yeah. Amari Cooper either. Cooper uh, won't be popular really after what happened last week, but Peoples-Jones looked really good. And, you know, Peoples-Jones, he was sort he was sort of unlucky not to have a bigger game. Uh, there was a couple deep balls that he almost came down with, um, finished with 99 yards, a little unfortunate not to get the bonus, still pretty cheap at 4,600. So I think the Bills stack is – uh, it's relatively easy to afford if you if you use Peoples Jones as the rung back. So yeah, I, I I'm on the Bills this week. I'm I was shocked when I saw DPJ's price. I thought he would be up in the five thousands this week. Ninety nine yards. He has four straight games as he's been pretty active and pretty good. And uh, I do I agree there. I think that I think Josh Allen's going to absolutely drop the hammer this week. I think they are pissed. Mm-hmm. I think that they are they can't believe they lost two straight. I mean, people are talking about them not losing two games all year, and all of a sudden we here we are. Um, you know they've got it. They got to start winning games now. It's and they get they get you get indoors now. It's going to feel good. I think they're just going to uh, absolutely drop the hammer. We just need Cleveland to come back and score a little bit for that game to get really fun. I think that uh, uh, I like Dak this week with two thousand dollars less, but I think Josh Allen is uh, is my second. I will be playing him too, and it's going to be. Um, I think I'm going to stack him with Gabe Davis this week, and I think I'm going to I think I'm going to go with that. I think I'm going to drop the drop the money there and save it off digs. 
but uh, you know, can't go wrong with with either one. Uh, what about other games? You know, we gotta if you want to, you're trying to get a little different in tournaments. Is it a? Um, we talked about Daniel Jones. Do you have any interest in Marcus Mariota? We already we talked about Fields already. What what else are you doing at quarterback aside from uh, you know we talked about Hurts, we talked about uh, Fields, we talked about Prescott, we talked about Allen. What else at quarterback you find yourself uh, maybe sliding some stacks in? Um, I don't know about you, but I don't really want to go below Prescott. Um, you mentioned you could see Allen smashing this week. I obviously agree. I feel like you're going to need a big score at quarterback this week. You know we have Hurts there. I don't know if I'll go there, but. Fields, 7,600. You know, Fields has treated us so well recently that I still don't mind playing Fields in tournaments. I mean, if he's going to rush for 100-plus yards again, and you wouldn't put it past him. That's that's such a big floor. If he gets in the end zone, if he – who knows? Maybe he'll throw one or two. So I'm going to play Fields in tournaments. Um, As far as pairing him with somebody, that's more difficult, you know. Yeah. Probably it would be Mooney or Komet again. I don't know if I can go back to Komet again for the third straight week now that he's up to 4,100 and questionable now. But the nice thing about Fields is you don't have to pair him with anybody because you're playing him for this rushing upside. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't. I think I'll play some Fields, uh, run it back with someone from Atlanta. I think Atlanta has some interesting options. Um, I'm still playing Kyle Pitts. I still, um, I wouldn't say I necessarily believe, but I think for that price range, he can outscore that price range. He's still seeing targets. Uh, Mariota has missed him on some deeper throws. Uh, I don't know. So I, I, I'm still, I'm still okay with Pitts. So I have, I have some interest in that game. I guess you could roster Drake London. I probably won't go there. One guy who I think is interesting is Cordero Patterson. Patterson. Just because it's a weird week, week at running back, and no one's really going to play Patterson. His usage is definitely concerning coming back from that injury, but he's a guy that can score multiple touchdowns. They love him in the goal line. They love him around the goal line, and you just never know when he's going to have one of those huge games. I looked closely at Mariota. The Bears are allowing 8.9 yards uh, yards per attempt the last four games. That is a brutal number. Uh, good matchup, good game total play. You know, we talked about uh, the, the Bills game. We talked about the Vikings-Cowboys game. I mean, this this Bears-Falcons game is a 49-0 to overrunner. I mean, that's the, it's the second highest one. My concern with Mariota is I think it's a non-zero chance that he gets benched mid-game. Like, I think that it's possible they bring in Desmond Ritter. And, like, they prob- if they didn't last week, they probably won't because Mariota was horrible. He missed Kyle Pitts on so many plays. He had uh, – I think Pitts has 16 targets the last, four, last two weeks and four catches, which is – almost impossible to do like that's hard to do that and then i just i, I think there's a non-zero chance that he gets benched i think it's uh, i think that uh, that concerns me that worries me and it probably won't happen but i hate doing that if i go under dak it's probably for daniel jones great matchup home against detroit um, but hasn't passed 220 yards passing any game detroit's allowing a, a league worst 8.2 ypa like they're they're a horrible defense so if i do anything it's jones and i probably try and pair him with uh, with darius slayton who's been playing pretty well last couple weeks you could go wandale robinson uh, but I think I'd probably lean to Slate just based on usage the last couple of weeks. But uh, that's probably the only name that I go with uh, under Dak. I think you put yourself on mute. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, I would like to roster Jones. It's just really tough to pair him with somebody. I agree. Slayton's probably the guy. You know, he's done it in recent weeks, and he seems to be the deep threat. Um, one guy I'll just mention uh, Joe Burrow. Um, we've, I, again, it's one of those where I don't really think I'm going to roster him, but if 
you're more of a game theory type player looking for the contrarian option, we say it all the time. Burrow has won slates for people so many times in these spots. And it's just one of those spots that nobody's going to play. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to have Burrow. And you're right. The upside is big. Although his big games have been with Jamar Chase. And there's no Jamar Chase back yet probably this week. So uh, yeah, that was the only thing that, that kind of pulled me off him a little bit. So True, I think I'm going yeah. to play some of the receivers there rather than playing Burrow. But yeah, I mean, 6,800. You're right. Nobody's going to have him this week. So, uh, But let's jump into uh, running backs. But first, a note from our sponsors at No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick-up contests versus other people for the shot at winning big cash prizes. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars every week. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20x your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code NHAWIRE. That's N-H-A-W-I-R-E at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app at the App Store to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You do not want to miss out on this. So looking at the No House Advantage uh, app here, Ryan, we always do a little segment here, kind of give people a, a little head start on their picks here. Um, give me a couple of uh, over-unders that, uh, that jumped out to you that you liked when you look at, looked at the, uh, the numbers this week. Sure, yeah, I think I'm going to ride the hot hand with Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, nice. Picked him last week. Uh, I believe his number was around 70 last week. It's somewhere in the mid-60s yep. this week. Uh, he went over 100, you know, caught 10 balls, 11 targets. Uh, the number just feels low. He's a great player, and he's clearly their best weapon, and they're probably going to be trailing. So I like Amon Ra. And the other one is Terry McLaurin. His number is similar. I forget what it was exactly. It was in the mid-60s as well, um, coming off a big game against the Eagles, eight catches, 128 yards. You know, his target share has went up a ton since Heineke has taken over for Wentz. Um, and this is a great matchup for Washington against Houston. So yeah, give me Amon Ra and McLaurin. Um, what's stuck, what stuck out to you? Uh, this is me giving you the side eye for taking my picks. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd let you go first and I shouldn't. Um, so I'm yeah. going to, I'll swerve a little bit. That's fine. I'm going to come up with other ones. So I'm going to spoil cheap receivers a little bit here. So I'm going to take two of them over. I'm going to go, uh, Garrett Wilson over 53 and a half uh, receiving yards. Uh, I think the last two weeks have been like 115 and 90 something. Uh, I think 53 and a half is just too low. I think he's just so insanely talented. We'll talk about him when we get to cheap receivers, but I think that uh, Wilson's looking for him right now. I think it's uh, it's a game that he's going to go over 53 and a half. I, I do like that. I think he gets in the, at least in the 60s, 70s. I like that for sure. And then I'm going to go another cheap guy. I'm going to go Paris Campbell over 43 and a half receiving yards. I think that number is too low. When you look at uh, Paris Campbell with Matt Ryan, the last three games where Ryan has played, he's had 11, 12, and nine targets. Like those are big numbers. He was seven for 76 in a touchdown last week on nine targets. Good game script here. I think that Philly, I mentioned earlier, I think Philly's going to absolutely, uh, you know, just drop the hammer on them and be frustrated and, and take it out on them. I like that for receivers coming back. They have to throw the ball the whole second half. I don't think Matt Ryan has any problem dropping back 50 times if he needed to. So uh, give me Paris Campbell over 43 and a half. Uh, and uh, we got four receivers over, so that should be good. But uh, we thank No House Advantage for their sponsorship on the uh, on the podcast all year long. Definitely download the app. Either go to nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores and, uh, and check that out. It's a really fun uh, little contest to play. Also, a quick note from our sponsors at Blue Wire. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So Ryan, we got uh, running backs this week, and running backs interesting. I think there's not we mentioned there's not a lot of cheap options. Uh, you know, we had a couple weeks ago we had all these options, six thousands. Those kind of went away last week. I think there are a lot of cheap wide receiver options this week that I like. I think there's, there's more guys under 5,000 this week. I think they're very playable than there have been all season long. So maybe you can slide that up to get some, some expensive running backs. But uh, we've got the top tier here. We've got Saquon's 8,900, obviously an insane, insanely good matchup against the Lions. Chubb is 8,200 uh, in Buffalo slash Detroit. Uh, Cook is 8,000. JT off the big game is 7,800. Uh, Kamara off the bad game, 7,600. Josh Jacobs, 7,500. Joe Mixon off the five touchdown game, 7,400. Uh, so I just went 7,000, 9,000. What the heck are you doing this rich range? Who do you want to play? Yeah, you mentioned the cheap wide receivers. Uh, and they make it easier to, yeah. to play one of these guys, definitely. Um, I, de- I have interest in Saquon for 8,900. Uh, 36 touches last week. You know, we said he was going to have a big game against Houston. He did. Uh, he's pretty much all they got on offense. I mean, I shouldn't say that, but he's, he's the workhorse on offense. Um, and it's a great matchup at home, at home against Detroit. 
So I think if I'm spending up, it's going to be for Saquon. Um, but I mentioned Dalvin Cook in those Dallas stacks. I I'm going to use Dalvin Cook, I think, in one or two uh, Dak Prescott stacks. After that, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I think those might be the only two guys above 7K that I'm really interested in. Um, you know, Jacobs and Mixon have pretty good projections, and I think they'll be relatively popular. And I'm just okay fading fading those guys. Uh, interested to hear your take. The one other guy I was considering, um, but you got me worried, uh, was Jonathan Taylor. Um, but I don't know, you know, if they're going to get blown out by Philly, I don't really want much of Taylor. Uh, what do you think of all these guys? It's weird. We talk about, you know, we talk about the Philly defense. We talk about the Dallas defense. Those teams have been getting thrashed on the ground lately. So it, some of these guys are a little more interesting than I thought they were. I'm I'm the same with you on Taylor. I first looked, I'm like, oh, 7,800. I want some of that. And then I'm like, I just don't, th- I think that they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. I just, uh, if the game script works out well, I think Taylor works, but uh, I'm not going to play this week. I really like Dalvin Cook at 8,000. Um, Aaron Jones smoked the Cowboys on the ground last week, 24 carries, 138 yards. And you look the week before, uh, David Montgomery and, and Khalil Herbert combined for 31 for 152. So like Dallas can rush the quarterback, but they're giving up on the ground right now. You know, Cook had the 80 yard touchdown last week. He scored each of the last five weeks. I do really like him this week. I think I'm going to play him in Dallas stacks. I'm also going to play him in, uh, in games where I maybe don't stack that game. So I think that uh, he's a, he's a standalone play also. Uh, not much I can say about Saquon. I fully agree with you. I think that's the best one. I mean, Dallas, Detroit's allowing five yards to running back, five yards per carry to running backs this year. Like Saquon's going to touch the ball a ton. 35 carries last week. You mentioned 36 touches. Those are all carries. Like it's just, Crazy. they just fed the crap out of him. Almost not fair. He gets Houston to Detroit back to back weeks. Like that's just matchup gold right there. Um, I'm scared of Nick Chubb this week. Uh, I think Buffalo is going to drop the hammer on offense. Uh, I'm scared that he does get game scripted out of games too. Like he's one of these elite guys that, when they're ahead, it's great. But like last week, he only had 11 carries. He scored a 30-yard touchdown, so that he, like he made it uh, made it work out. But that scares me. I don't like Kamara. I don't like the Rams Saints game at all. Um, and yeah, Joe Mixon off five touchdowns. No thanks. I'm not going. Not going back there. I'm going to admit that I missed it. Missed it two weeks ago, and not go back. Uh, what about mid-range running backs? We've talked about. Uh, we kind of kind of hit them all already as we we're talking, kind of strategize and figuring out lineups and stuff. You know, I think it's important to you know know where the value is. You know, you can go up elsewhere. But Ramondre Stevenson, sixty-seven hundred, Pierce at sixty-five hundred, Pollard at sixty-five hundred, Montgomery at sixty-one. We've kind of mentioned them all. Um, do you have a favorite in that group? Where do you kind of find yourself going? Um, let's let's say Zeke plays because if Zeke sits, I think it's too easy of a question. Yeah, yeah. Let's say Zeke plays. That's that's a good call. Um, I like what you said though about Dalvin also being a standalone play. I, I agree with I agree with that. Um, I said that I was only considering him in stacks, but yeah, I think he makes a lot of sense as standalone. That's a good call. Um, I, I like Damian Pierce, so I'd be okay with just going right back to Pierce for the same price as Pollard uh, if we can't use Pollard. Um, after that, you know, I might I might be too tempted by. David Montgomery, we were talking about him earlier. Uh, so I might be able to go there. There's, there's, there's a cheap guy. I'll just go all the way down yeah. to actually. Um, I guess I, 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 I'd like to hear your thoughts on Najee Harris. He's not really who I was considering as much, but I see, you know, 20 carries, 99 yards last week. He's cheap. I know they're, they're using, um, what's his name? Jalen Warren. Warren. Yeah. Yeah. They're using Warren more now, but still a pretty good price on Harris. The guy that I was really interested in down here, though, Brian Robinson. Um, 
A lot of carries. 26 carries? Yeah. 26 carries? Yeah, against the Eagles. And actually a pretty good game, but it's this matchup against Houston. You know, we've been targeting all the running backs against Houston. Every week we talk about it. We talked about it with Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Saquon. Now, I know he's not that, but Scott, I mean, <laughs> if they were going to give you 26 carries against the Texans, I'd consider rostering you for 5,300. I'm pretty, I'm I mean, pretty, I'm pretty damn dynamic with the ball in my hands, though. So like, I, <laughs> I, I would, I'd be, I'd be, it'd be weird if you wouldn't roster me for 24 carries. Um, right. I mean, his carries were so bad though. He's like 26 for 86. They just kept giving <laughs> the ball. But you're right. If they're gonna feed him, and kind of use Gibson as the, you know, third down pass catching back, like Houston's terrible against the run. They've been terrible against the run for years. Like I just, uh, I, I think that he, I think they both kind of make sense. I don't like Najee Harris very much as a player. I just don't think it's. Uh, it's very exciting. It, to me, on on Najee, I think it depends a lot of DJ Reader plays for Cincinnati. He's been out, and their running game has been has been way different. If they get him back, he hasn't played since week three, I don't think. Uh, but coming out of the bye, if they get him back, I think I just avoid I avoid playing any running backs against them. Just I just I just don't love their I don't I just don't like the Pittsburgh offense at all right now. Um, so I'd probably lean Robinson uh, as the as the better cheaper guy. Um, you know, you worry a little bit about. Uh, Antonio Gibson, he's playable too, probably 5,600. Like he has the big play guy. But yeah, if they're going to give Robinson 20 touches against Houston, you know, you can, if he gets the goal line carries, that's huge. It looks like he is. Uh, yeah, I think if you want to save some money, I'd go Robinson over Harris at 5,300. Are are there any other, do you like a cheap guy better than those guys? I mean, there's. I don't. Yeah, there's not much. I looked at Jamal Williams, but with, with Swift getting more carries, I looked at Swift too. Swift is 6,100. And so damn good, but like you just, it's hard to do it with 19 snaps. Like if he gets, maybe if they push it up to 35 snaps, yeah, we're going to, it's going to be a week where it's going to be like, oh, I wish I'd finally played Swift this week, but like I just don't want to keep guessing. And last week, I mean, he had six, he had, he scored, but he had six carries for six yards last week in one catch. Like that's just not workable. He's not, he's, he's cheap, but not that cheap. And one, like I guess, one of these weeks is going to be time perfectly. You're going to hit the week where they finally give him, you know, a, a big workload. But I think he's not playing enough to play, and I think he's playing too much to play Jamal Williams. So it kind of kills both those guys, which is frustrating. But yeah, um, yeah. If I went down here, um, my answer for that question would probably be, and it's going to cheat a little bit, but if Gus Edwards is ruled out, give me Kenyon Drake at 5900 against Carolina. Um, the Panthers are 27th in the NFL in, in points to fancy points to backfields. Um, he was 24 for 93 and two touchdowns the last game against New Orleans before their bye. So if I'm going to go down here, um, I said Robinson, but I think it's actually going to be Kenyon Drake. It's cheating a little bit, though. I think I need Gus Edwards not to play. Um, Dobbins is obviously not playing, but if Gus, Gus Edwards doesn't play, Drake is clearly my favorite guy in the 5,000s. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I'd agree with you there. Great matchup in Drake. No, uh, no, no Dante Foreman coming off uh, three I, out I was, four big I games? Was, yeah, yeah I, I was just going to bring him up to you. Um, you know, probably not for me, but I'm not opposed to it. I don't think it's the worst option. I know it's a tough matchup against Baltimore, yeah. but he, I think, I don't know. He's proven enough where I think you could take a chance on him. I mean, just enough in terms of he seems good enough to do it in any matchup, and it seems like they're going to give him the work. Uh, but, yeah, it's probably going to be a bad game script, and it's a bad matchup, and it's not something I'm going to do. But he's been very good recently. He has. Three out of four games over 115 yards. Like, really, really good. The thing for me is not even match- – matchup's tough. You're right. Uh, game script for me is the biggest concern there. I think that they could get they could get down to Baltimore, you know, 17 nothing pretty quick. And then you're like, uh, get some Chuba Hubbard out of the backfield. Foreman does not catch passes very much. Like, it's just – he can get game script out of this game. That always scares me with a, with a running back, especially one that um, is on such a bad offense. And, yeah, it's uh, – 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping no Edwards. They got, I'll, I'll just play Drake if that happens. They, they're using they're using him a ton right now uh, when guys have been hurt. And he's actually uh, you know a guy that you know if he gets out there can can break it to the house, which you always like to see with the cheap guys. At least you, know, you want that uh, you want that bug that big 25 30 yard touchdown, which makes a huge difference. Yep. Uh, let's jump into receivers. Uh, for first to note from our sponsors at Monkey Knife Fight. Football is officially back on Monkey Knife Fight with all the NFL action you're looking for. And if college football is more your speed, they've got plenty of that too. On Monkey Knife Fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps, and no math. It's just easy to play, easy to win, daily fancy player props. Join now at monkeyknifefight.com and you'll get your first game free. Then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit match instantly up to $100. So what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. So uh, expensive receivers are fun this week too. We've kind of we've kind of hit on Justin Jefferson. We we're talking about that stack um, monster game last week. Sixteen targets, ten from one ninety three in the biggest game of the weekend. Like everybody, if you didn't know who Justin Jefferson was, you didn't think he was great. Like you watched that game, like that's changed. Um, Devontae Adams is uh, off two big games, eighty seven hundred. Stephon Diggs is eighty three hundred in that uh, in that Buffalo game. We talked about a bunch. AJ Brown is eight thousand. Um, let's stick with eight thousand above with these four guys. Um, is there one that you're going to find yourself playing? I mean, obviously I think the answer is digs because you're going to play Allen stacks, but uh, did I just answer your question for you? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just easy since I'm going to play Allen stacks, but <clears throat> I guess regardless of who you're stacking, um, digs has by far the best projection in terms of point per dollar, at least where I'm looking, he has the best projection of any wide receiver in terms of just point per dollar value. Um, so, but in the top range, especially like you look, Justin Jefferson is obviously a great play, but he's 9,100, you know, cups out. It's not a great matchup for Adams. It's not a great spot to target either. AJ Brown questionable. I don't know. I think AJ Brown's interesting. Maybe you have some more interest than I do. Um, I know he's questionable after rolling his ankle last week, but I just feel like it's tough for me to pay 8,000 in that spot. Um, so it just seems, it seems easy digs, but he, I think other people are going to think that as well. And he's going to be very popular. Um, I don't know. That's okay. I, I can't really get away from it this week. Yeah, I, I can't either. Uh, you, I think we, you probably know that there's not many bigger AJ Brown fr- fans than me. I just, I think they're going to blow them out. I think they're going to score a lot of points early and I just don't love that from receiver. Like he doesn't get the ones early. If he does, then you're, you're set. But like, I just don't think they're going to throw the ball out in the second half. So I'm, I'm worried there at the price. Again, the ankle injury, like he seemed like he hurt it early in the game, like the fir- one of the first couple routes, and he was like kind of banging it in the ground, trying to get it like loosened up and just came back in, but it was never quite the same. And it was kind of a weird game last week. They were trailing Washington. You would have thought we had a bunch of passing stats. Goddard got hurt. Like it was just a, a mess of a game. For yeah. you. They were they were eight and no. They kind of it's the NFL. They were gonna have a mess game at some point. Every team does. You know, whenever my t- whenever the Niners have a mess game, like what's going on? I'm like I realize the NFL it happens a lot. So uh, I think it's digs pretty easily in this range, which makes uh, someone like Adams, you know, if you want to play game theory, really interesting. He had uh, they, they, Denver's been really good against uh, wide receiver ones, but Devontae had nine for one on one on them in week four. And it's funny, you and I mm. talked about, you know, Waller's out, Renfro's out. Maybe we get some Mac Hollins in here. It turned out we just got more Devontae Adams. Like he had 14, yeah. 14 targets last week. And Hollins played a ton of snaps, but didn't do much. I mean, I think that you could go back to him if you wanted to, but. Um, Adams is probably like the game theory play this week between Jefferson and Diggs. People will play both those guys. Um, I think he slides through at a very, very low roster ship. So if you want to be a little different, I think Adams is the way to go uh, with the, with the knowledge that you're going to get double digit targets. I think that's pretty much a slam dunk. Unless unless Adams has the flu, he gets double digit targets. Is what we've come what we what we figured out this week, this year. 
Yeah, actually, yeah, those are really good points. You know, I was sort of worried for the reason that you said that Denver is really good against wide receiver ones. Um, Patrick Sertan, right? One of the one yeah. of the better corners in football. Um, but yeah, he's not going to be popular. So it makes a lot of sense for Adams for leverage. He wasn't popular at all last week. Look what he did. Um, yeah, no. And with, with AJ Brown, it's just, I love him too, but he doesn't see the targets that these other guys see. Yeah. So for, for him to get there, you know, we see him get there less frequently. It's because he's so touchdown dependent. You know, he needed those three touchdowns a couple weeks ago. The one thing that you'd think would be going for him is Dallas Goddard being out. So maybe that's a little bump. But, yeah, I think it's still tough to get there for 8K. Yeah, me too. Uh, There's only three receivers in the 7,000s on the entire slate this week. Jamar Chase is there, but he's not playing. Uh, We have CeeDee Lamb, who I think is going to be very popular. I love him this week too, but I I admit that it's going to be a popular play. He's 7,500. Amon Ross St. Brown, friend of the podcast, is 7,200. T. Higgins is 7,100. This range, I kind of like all three guys. I mean, I'm going to play a lot of CeeDee Lamb. I mean, 15 targets last week. He leads all wide receivers in team percentage target share, like the, the, the amount or the percentage of passes that go to him uh minnesota is not very good against wide receivers he had his first hundred yards his first hundred yard game uh, was last week i think right that was the first hundred yard game um 7500 seems pretty cheap for him in this matchup a game that i think is going to shoot out a little bit but i always like st brown uh, i kind of like t higgins a little bit too so I, I do like this range it's hard to get more than one of these guys so i'm just going to go lamb and kind of call it a day yeah that makes sense uh i like all three too it's hard not to yeah. um all three project pretty well um Amon Ra and CeeDee Lamb are going to be pretty popular. Even Higgins will be relatively popular. I don't know. If I had to pick one, I guess maybe I I probably I probably won't roster Lamb unless I'm playing Dak. Um, not, not, that, not that you can't. Not that you can't. Just like what I'm going to do. Um, so after that, probably Amon Ra. But yeah, I don't know. I like the whole range. Yeah, I mean, Amaraz, you know, got, you're going to get 10 targets. The last three games, 9, 10, and 11, like, you're just going to get 10 targets. No matter if he scores or not, if it's a big game. He was 10 for 19, 119 last week, and that's a big game. You wish he got in the end zone to kind of, you know, bump it over the top, but still really, really good with those targets. I mean, without Hawkinson there, he's just pretty much the guy, and it's just the way it goes. Um, what about the mid-range receivers? We're going to need some guys in here. We've talked about uh, a couple of these names. I think we both really like – Terry McLaurin at 5,900. He has been really good with Taylor Heineke. Um, Five-plus catches in all four of those games, 70-plus yards in three of four. 30%, 32% of the team targets with Heineke playing, it was like 17% with Carson Wentz. So it was a huge difference. Houston's a good matchup. You know, teams don't really throw against them. They run against them because it's easy and they're usually ahead. But uh, McLaurin at 5,900 sticks out to me. But who else do you like in this mid-range, so like 5,000 to 7,000? A lot of names in here. But who do you find yourself, uh, you know, really finding on a lot of your rosters? Um. Yeah, besides McLaurin, definitely Gabe Davis. Um, I think, yeah, 10 targets last week. The most he's had this season, six catches, also a season high. Look, I just smashed spot for Josh Allen is what I'm going on. And uh, you you mentioned that Gabe Davis will be less popular than Diggs. And, you know, so I I love Gabe Gabe Davis for 2,000 less than Diggs. Um, I don't mind going back to Amari Cooper. Only if, you know, since I'm stacking the bills, I'm considering it. No one's going to play Cooper this week. I mean, he's the same price. Uh, he was popular last week. And everybody's he's playing seen... Everybody's playing the Amari can't play in road game narrative this week, too. Yep. So, I mean, I don't love it. You know, it's one of those things where 
it's it's a game theory thing and it, it makes sense with my with my stacks yeah. um i see the reasons for Pittman. Pittman projects well but i'm probably just not gonna go there um courtland sutton i mentioned would be popular if jerry judy was out i hate that broncos passing offense <laughs> similar to what you said um there's a lot you of know, decent options know, there courtland sutton hasn't topped 75 yards since week three crazy right and he has one he has one yeah. touchdown this season i mean he shows, how, shows how good russ has been i guess i, I mean I because loved, I, I don't know i love sutton coming this season i was like deep Me. ball thrower in russ sutton's really talented the first couple of weeks were nice and then it's just it's just fallen off the table it's been i've been so wrong on sutton all year yeah because i think sutton's good yeah. So I don't know that you were necessarily wrong on Sutton. I think Russ has let you down more. I saw, <laughs> I forget, I, I forget the exact stat, but it, it showed that Sutton gets more open than most all of the receivers in the league. I, I forget <laughs> the exact, but it, it was, it was promising for Sutton. And you know, who else was very high up on that list was uh, Deontay Johnson, a guy we talk about yep. 5,800 always seems to be open, but doesn't really matter necessarily if you have Kenny you, uh, Pickett and a bunch of other receivers. Um, I wanted to mention one other, one other guy quickly. Yeah. Um, if I play a Hertz lineup, I like Devonte Smith this week for 6,200. Okay. I don't think many people are going to play him. And I like the uh, perceived bump he should get from, from no Dallas Goddard. I, I, I can see two touchdowns out of him. And I think there's some interesting runbacks. If you play like Hertz, Devonte Smith and Pittman or Hertz, Devonte Smith and Paris Campbell might be even better. Uh, so I'm considering that one. I don't know. So besides McLaurin, do you have a favorite in this range? I really like the Smith call. Cause I think you're right. I think if you, if you figure out who is the beneficiary of no Goddard, I think it's Smith, the way they run routes, I think it's more him than AJ Brown. I think that those like short intermediate, you know, I need, uh, I need seven yards real quick of the ball out of my hands. I think that Smith is the guy that, that gets those. So I do like, uh, I do like that play. It, that last week was maddening. He had that, he had 54 yards and touchdown. And then he had, they, they ran that play at the end of the game where they'd like lateral the ball. He had minus 15 yards receiving on that play. So he ended up with 39 yards. It looks like a bad game. And he really had 54. It's just that he had a fumble and the, the, the lost 15 yards. That was, was brutal. Um, you mentioned not many people can play Amari Cooper. I definitely will be playing Amari Cooper. Um, the Bills are still pretty banged up at DB. Traverius White has already been ruled out, and he's obviously the, the stud DB there, but they've got a lot of injuries there. I mean, Jefferson, we talked about him, went crazy on them last week. But look at Garrett Wilson at 92 yards the week before. And um, I like Cooper on a bounce back. 6,400, I think, is enough of a – it's cheap enough to play, but expensive enough for people like, oh, well, screw it. I'll just go with Donovan Peoples-Jones instead. So I think everybody that plays a Browns receiver – just going to play the cheap one and in, 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 the, in the Bills stack you know if you're playing Allen and Diggs like the obvious thing is be like I have to save money so I'm just going to people's Jones I think Cooper gets overlooked there I really like the setup for him in a, in a game they're going to be trailing um, other names down here I love McLaurin I don't want to I don't want to I can't emphasize that enough love him this week my only other name down here is uh if I if I get a little sneakier with Dallas stacks Michael Gallup is 5100 um, if he was like 4100 I think everybody would have him because people are going to look at that game I think 5,100 is high enough where people are like, ah, forget it. He hasn't done much. He has uh, four for 49 and four for 35 last week. Not good, but he has 13 targets. I just think he's a decent, like, medium cheap part of this game. So I think if you want to, if you want to maybe get a little different, maybe play him instead of Schultz, you can play Dat Gallup Schultz gets really interesting. If you leave Lamb out, you know, it's it's risky, but like you could suddenly save a lot of money. Then you can go up to Jefferson and you can kind of play that game too. So I do think Gallup uh, will find himself in some of my lineups for 5,100 too. 
Uh, yeah, I love that. I wrote the same thing in my article. Basically, oh, everything nice. that you said. Um, that yeah, that that Dak Gallup Schultz is pretty interesting and leaves you quite a bit of salary. Um, I actually thought you might mention a guy in the same game who surprising for me to mention him, but I was surprised to see that Adam Thielen yeah. has at least seven targets in all but one game this season. All but one game, at least seven targets. Um, I know, you know. It's not the same Adam Thielen, but he could easily score two touchdowns. I mean, that can happen in a game like this. Um, Fifty five hundred, and I just feel like he's kind of he's kind of due for that two touchdown game, isn't he? You kind of can feel it coming. Yeah, you'd think so. Now, I'll quickly play devil's advocate, and maybe the addition of T.J. Hawkinson isn't great for him. You know, Hawkinson has nineteen targets in the last two weeks and sixteen catches. Um, But I wanted to bring it up because that Minnesota-Dallas game is going to be very popular, and you can play it in different ways. And using a guy like Gallup, I agree. I, I like Gallup more, but a guy like Thielen, too, is in play, and it's just a way to get you different. You're right, though. You look at the targets. I mean, since week two, seven, eight, nine, seven, eight, seven, seven, seven. Like, he's more more involved than I thought he was because he hasn't had the big splash plays and the touchdowns. But, yeah, you're going to give me – a ton of targets in a high-scoring game. I think that is a sneaky – you're right. Nobody's going to want to click that name. So, I think that's uh, that's exciting, too. I like that. I like that. Um, under five – or 5,000 or below. We mentioned there's a lot of names in here. I, I like more names in here than I have all year. We've already mentioned Garrett Wilson. He's 4,900 off two big games. Just feels – it feels too cheap both for recent usage and for his talent. Like, he touches the ball. It's just super dynamic. Like, anytime he touches the ball, it can go to the house. Um, and he's gonna be pretty popular for 100. Donovan Peoples Jones, 4,600. Uh, nice game script there. We talked about that plenty also. And and Paris Campbell, we talked about a bunch too. We talked about the targets with Matt Ryan. We're talking about the no house advantage picks. Um, you know, 11, 12, and nine targets the last three weeks, uh, seven for 76 a touchdown last week. Good game script too. I think Philly's gonna get out early and and, and beat Indy, but you'd love that with a, a receiver coming back. So I think those three guys stick out pretty, pretty big time. We've talked about them all already. Um, is there anybody besides those three guys you like? I know that we're going to be playing those guys, but is there anybody else that you're like, yeah, I think I might uh, try and slide this guy in this week? Um, and you mentioned Skoranek at 49ers, so I should, as you mentioned, you already mentioned yeah, him too. Yeah. Um, it's a great rate. Maybe, I mean, those are those are three really good playable names in the fourth Three house. really good yeah. plays. And yeah, just first of all, I I, I realized when, when you were mentioning Paris Campbell uh, for the – when we were talking about no house advantage um, – that nine targets, 11 targets, and 12 targets in those yeah. in the past three Matt Ryan starts. Um, and he's also projecting really well. So I, I just wanted to say that I think I mentioned Skoranek in as a cash game option. I think most people would try to find the 400 to get to Paris Campbell. Yeah. It seems as of now, if you're looking for a cheap wide receiver in cash, that Paris Campbell is probably the guy to go to again, not a must, but just probably the best cash game option. I just, I just wanted to touch on that. Um, if, if there was another guy I was going to take a chance on, it would maybe be Van Jefferson. I don't know. You know, I think, I think cup being out is, is a big deal. I don't know. Um, he gets, you know, 15 targets a game, basically. Again, this is all dependent on Stafford playing, but it seems like Stafford's fine. And it seems like he's going to play. Um, Van Jefferson dropped what would have been a deep touchdown uh, the other week. I mean, we've seen him with plenty of deep touchdowns before. Um, I thought you were saying we've seen, we, we seen him with plenty of drops before. <laughs> no, we probably have too. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, we've seen him catch 70, 80-yard touchdowns. 
I don't know. Like, I think the, I think you could play any of the Rams pass catchers with Cooper Cup being out. It wouldn't shock me if any of them have big games. Um, I, I don't know. Is there someone I'm missing? Who, who do you like besides these guys we mentioned? I mean, I really like these guys we mentioned, and you probably mm-hmm. don't need to get that many, but I think that Darius Slayton is is the one. He's 5,000 exactly. I mean, he's just – he's been really good. Late, 16 targets last week, 58-plus yards less, and it's, they're playing the Lions. Like, you just it's hard to get away from the fact that matchups are good. I know they don't throw the ball a ton. Saquon had 35 carries last week, but uh, I think that – I think Slayton's in play. I mean, if you want to do the same theory and just be different from that, you go with Wandale Robinson at 4,600, but he only has five targets the last two games, which always scares me. I, I like – I just want usage of nothing. I mean, Wandale can hit a big play, but the way they're using him is very short passes and kind of like screens and get out and you know, get him to run. But uh, I think I'd go Slayton over Wandale, so it makes Wandale really hard to play when they're only four is different. But the only other, the only other guys down here, I think that if you wanted to be different and kind of go back with the theory that you know I, I want to play someone who's a play last week didn't work out, play him again. Mac Hollins um, at Denver, he played sixty seven snaps last week, so he's out there a lot. Only had he had six targets, like that's not bad. But he's two for eighteen. Carr just kind of missed him. Um, he has back-to-back quiet games, though. But, I mean, that's a, a guy who has blown up early in this year. Um, Nico Collins had 10 targets last week. He's 4,100. Um, you know, kind of a solid play for this price with his usage. Um, that was his first game back from, from return from injury. He had, he had he had 10 targets, which is a, is a promising number. I just think it's hard for me to get either of those guys over Paris Campbell. So it's uh, probably – well, I think they're playable in most weeks. I think this week uh, with Campbell and Peoples-Jones right in the same range, I think it's hard to get to every, anybody else. Yeah, I'm with you. It's hard. It's hard to get to these guys with the other options being yeah. uh, better than usual. Um, in a normal, in a normal Collins, week, I'd be like Collins and Collins and Hollins, and I can both playable. But I just, it's just there's too many options this week. I think. Yeah, same. Collins was the guy that I was going to mention. Um, I think he's okay, especially. I don't know if you're going to play McLaurin. Wouldn't be the worst thing to have a Houston run back. Um, yeah. No one's going to play a guy like Collins with with the other guys we mentioned in this range. What uh, what are you doing at tight end this week? We've kind of we've we've mentioned um, Dallas Schultz a number of times. He's forty three hundred, probably my favorite play here. I think he's just a different guy with Dak Prescott. Six for fifty four and touchdown on eight targets last week. Uh, Minnesota has been below average against tight ends. He seems to be getting healthier, a few more snaps each week. So I do like that one at forty three hundred. You mentioned Kyle Pitts, uh, your boy at forty four hundred. A uh, lot of targets, not a lot of catches. Um, he has he has I think it's fifteen targets the last two weeks. Fifteen. He has four catches for like 58 yards total. Like it's almost impossible. He has under 30 yards in seven or nine games. His air yards are nuts. He had like 200 air yards last week or two weeks ago and like 140 or something last week. Like no one's getting more usage in air yards and doing less with it because Mariota is just killing him. Yeah. And he had nine targets the week before that. And you yeah, mentioned those geez. air yards. He, um, Mariota overthrew him on what was a sure 70, 75 yard touchdown. I mean, he was wide open. So, I mean, <laughs> the opportunities are there. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, I don't mind going back to Pitts. I agree with you. I think Dalton Schultz is the best tight end, I guess, from a, and I, he projects the best as well from a point per dollar standpoint. Um, Higby also projects well. And it's just that thing with Cooper Cup being out. You know, yep. we've already seen Higby not so much recently. Uh, you know, but he's been a 10 target guy, even with cup out there. So with Stafford back, I'm fine going to Higby, especially in cash games. I think him and Schultz are probably the best options. Um, if you want to pay up Hawkinson and mention 16 catches on 19 targets in yep. his first two games for the Vikings, clearly like 
already a favorite target of cousins. So, so he makes sense. Um, I don't know. Is there any cheap guys you were considering? I, I didn't really find much. I liked below, uh, I guess, let's say Higby below 4k. Yeah, I uh, I had three names bolded, and you just mentioned all three of them, so that uh, it's good. We're on the same page. I think Higby's interesting. I mean, I think we talked about Skoranek. I think no no cup helps Higby the most. Um, mm-hmm. Eight targets, eight targets last week after three catches the prior three weeks. So like very involved. Uh, you know, Stafford. I'd like Stafford to play because Stafford really likes Higby, so I think that would work better. Um, for cheap options, I mean, if Jerry Judy doesn't play, Greg Dulcich oh. was bad, bad last week, but he played eighty nine percent of the snaps. If Judy doesn't play. I think I've got it going. I'm good going back to Dulcich with the fact that he'll his, his roster would be a third of what it was last week. Nobody want to go back to after one for eleven. But you know, give me a guy who's playing a ton of snaps uh, in a game that you know they should have to score against Vegas. They used to think there'd maybe some points there, but I don't know. This game's pretty gross. Their defense is good and their offense is bad. But I think he's okay at thirty eight hundred. And if I want to go all the way down, um, Juwan Johnson is thirty one hundred for the Saints against the Rams. Um, he hasn't topped forty five yards, but he has four touchdowns last week. So using him in the red zone. Uh, when he does hit a play, it usually turns out to be a big play. So I think he's – if he really wanted to just kind of punt the position and, and save a bunch of money, I think it'd probably be Johnson for me at 3,100. Yeah, I like yeah, I like both those calls. And I like uh, – Dulcich is a good call if Judy's out. Um, one thing I was just trying to look up quick, I guess I guess it doesn't matter. But I, I, I ended up uh, somehow watching like the last quarter and a half of that game, and I had a lot of Dulcich. And – he seemed to stay in and block almost okay. every time Russ dropped back to pass. I don't know. And then, you know, he'd bubble out for a dump off if Russ couldn't find anybody or I, I, I don't know, you know, maybe obviously that's just one game and right. uh, no, but that's a good, Titans that's a good observation all over Russ, but good I, I'd have to look at the numbers. Yeah. Because playing snaps doesn't matter if he's not going on a route. So that's, that's a good observation. Right. Their line is – their line struggling. We talked about last week when we liked uh, – I think it was the playing Tennessee. They like the Tennessee defense just because Denver's getting – Russell's getting sacked three-plus times every week. So that's a, that's a good point. I mean, that's a, that's kind of the George Kittle point. Like, George Kittle is insanely dynamic and catch the ball, but they use him on blo- and to block so much. It just kind of limits his upside. And um, for fantasy reasons, you know, obviously NFL reasons, it's, it's good if you, you can block and that's important. For fantasy reasons, it kinda, that kind of hurts us. Yeah, yeah, it was just I bring it up because it was noticeable. Uh, Russ was under siege in that game. And I was, you know, I needed Dulcich on a few lineups. And it was just it was painful to watch him basically never, never run routes. No, that's a that's a really good point. I like that. Um, Real quick uh, defense this week. Uh, We got uh, we have Baltimore and Philly and really good matchups, but expensive up top kind of New England falls in that too. They're all 3700 or above. So if you want to play an expensive one, um, I think all three of those work. You know, Baltimore against Carolina, Philly against Indy, New England against the Jets. Uh, maybe the maybe the first two I like a little bit more. I think that uh, you know Baltimore and Philly both can get out to big leads, make some make some big plays, and force the other quarterback to throw. But um, so if you want to go expensive, I think those are pretty easy. What uh, if you want to go three thousand dollars or less? You want to save some money or I don't know thirty two hundred dollars less? You want to save some money at defense, get some other guys in. There's a lot of expensive guys to play this week. Where do you find yourself uh, moving towards this week? Uh, yeah, for cash games, pe- people are going to be deciding between two. Uh, two home defenses for basically the same salary. Uh, you have the Texans at home against Washington and the, the Steelers at home against the Bengals. Um, we've talked about, you know, quite a few times rostering defenses against the Bengals. You know, they give up a lot of sacks, turn yep. the ball over sometimes. Um, so Steelers, 2,300. And then you have the Texans, you know, a defense that you normally wouldn't consider, but 
Taylor Heineke is one, usually one of the better quarterbacks to target for DFS in terms of he, he turns the ball over a lot. He takes a lot of chances. At least he has. Uh, he did last season and, and at times this season. So I don't know. Uh, one of those defenses, I guess, I don't know that I really have a lean between the two, but they're both going to be relatively popular too. So it, it, just in cash games. So I think uh, Texans, Steelers, I don't know. Do you have a lean on which one of those you like better? Or maybe maybe a different team altogether. I don't know. I have a different team altogether, but uh, to answer your okay. first question of a lean, I think I go Houston because they have 10 sacks the last three weeks. Like they're actually getting after the quarterback a little bit. And I think you're right. If they can get after Heineke, make him make a mistake. I think I like Houston a little bit more, but uh, I'm going to go up 400 bucks this week. I'm going to play the jets at 2,800 against new England. Um, they have five and six sacks the last two weeks. Uh, really have to go. One of those weeks was against new England too. It was two weeks ago. They had a buy in there. Um, but they had six sacks against Mac Jones. Uh, they had two turnovers in that game. And people forget Mac Jones threw a horrible pick six in that game. They got called back on penalty. Like that would have been a huge game for the Jets defense. Oh, yeah. New, or- New England's allowed 10 sacks last two weeks. So it wasn't just the Jets game. It's back-to-back weeks where they've been really bad on the line. I don't think Mac Jones is good. I think the Jets D is pretty active. And, you know, Robert Sala's got them getting after the quarterback right now. Um, I really like the Jets. I was surprised by the price. 2800 is really cheap to me. I might just play the Jets on all my teams on defense this week and just kind of yeah. not think about it. Um, I think for the price, I really like the other one I like. Um, so if I get off the Jets in some lineups and want to be a little different and just kind of spread it around, the other one I will play is New Orleans for 3000 against the Rams. Um, they had six sacks against the against Pittsburgh last week. They have three plus sacks in seven of their eight games, really getting after the quarterback. And we've seen it. You get after Stafford. The Rams line is not good. You get after Stafford. He will force some balls and make some mistakes. So I'd go. Uh, I'd go Jets one, Saints two, Texans three. If I had to rank the Chiefs defenses, and uh, I really like the Saints and Jets. So there's a couple defenses I really like this week. Yep, I think. Yep, you're the defense whisperer, so I got to <laughs> side with you. Uh, the, Tennessee really, was pretty. I think Tennessee had 12 points last week. That one worked out yeah, pretty well. Yeah. But. Um, really like the Jets, though. Yeah, I think the, the Jets defense is actually good, and, yeah. and Sauce Gardner's been re- really good. Yeah, I, I love targeting Mac Jones. Yeah, I, Jets, Jets, and then Saints. I think I, I think I just probably play those two on all my lineups and just kind of mix around. But they're so cheap, you can get them in, and I don't think I'm gonna mess with anybody else. Anybody else on your mind? Anybody else you want to talk about? Any comments on life or anything before we get out of here? Oh. <laughs> give me, uh, give me the World um, Cup. Give me the World Cup winner since you're going to do a soccer podcast next. Oh, the World Cup winner—that's a really tough one. I guess if I had to pick a team, I guess I'd say Brazil. I don't know. For, really, I, you just take the big favorite. I I know I hate it for the feel-good <laughs> story. I guess maybe. Maybe Argentina, Messi, Messi winning a World Cup. I like this Argentina side. Um, I'll take a long shot. Sorry, I actually I've only made one bet this World Cup, and it's a forty to one shot on Uruguay. So uh, there you go. I'll give you I'll give you Uruguay forty to one. That's uh, there you go. See that's that's what I'm looking for. I don't want Brazil. That's easy. Okay, uh, I'm okay. gonna go. Uh, I I'm gonna go. If I had to bet it, I go Argentina and Portugal, kind of like mid odds, like you know fourth, fifth, and sixth favorite somewhere. That avoid a that would I'd, be like a dream final. Yeah, so I think that's. Uh, I'd go there. I'm uh, my mom's side. I'm uh, I'm half Portuguese, so I, I I got a rooting interest there. So I'll, I'll go there and uh, and call it a day. Maybe get to get Ronaldo. Uh, get Ronaldo somewhere in the World Cup here. But uh, well. Cool. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. We do always appreciate if you're listening to us live. That's the, it's really fun, too, if you're listening to us on the audio version. Uh, we also thank you for that. Thanks to No House Advantage for their sponsorship on the podcast. We also appreciate that. 
Other than that, I uh, hope everybody has a really good week. Um, Ryan will be with you next week. I will not. Uh, Ryan, uh, who's uh, Adam? Uh, how do you say his last name? Yeah, Adam Zadroik is going to fill in for Scott. He um, he hosts the soccer podcast with me every Friday, and I know he's he hosted some NFL stuff last year as well. Nice. So uh, we'll try. We'll do our best to fill in for you, Scott. <laughs> I think uh, I think you'll be good. And who knows? Maybe after that, nobody will want me back. So I, maybe I'll lose <laughs> my job after that. But but uh, <laughs> no, I'll be uh, I'll be away for th- Thanksgiving week, and it's usually I kind of find a way. But I'm just gonna be in a spot where it's gonna be really tough to record. So uh, I appreciate Adam uh, filling in there. So you guys are you guys are being good hands there. Uh, I just didn't know how to say his last name. I know who he is. I just didn't know how to say his last name. That's why I asked you because you do the soccer pod. But uh, anyway, uh, we appreciate everybody listening. I'll be back at you in two weeks. Ryan will be back at you next week. Hope everybody has a really good week 11. Uh, Good luck in all your contests and hopefully, hopefully win some cash this week. Take care. Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com